We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Aikman is intercepted by Sam Mills. Steve Smith is going to go all the way. Panthers win in overtime. Newton steps up, close to the end zone. Olsen! Touchdown by Moore. And in the foot race, McCaffrey to the end zone. Keep pounding on three. One, two, three. Keep What's up, Panthers fans? We got a little bite-sized edition of the Roar Podcast here coming your way. We're going to have a, quite a few of these coming your way during the course of training camp as we come to you live from Wofford College here in Spartanburg. John Ellis is my name, the host of the Roar Podcast on Blue Wire. Billy Marshall is on vacation, and when he decides to return from his overseas adventure, which will be soon, uh, Billy and I are going to chop it up, and we have a lot of things to get to. But I hope Billy's doing well, and hope you guys are doing well. Wanted to give you guys about 20 minutes of my time here to go over what uh, I had seen at camp today. Uh, Just a few observations from some of the seven-on-seven stuff. Again, you can't put too much into what you see there this early because it's the first day. (laughs) So it's always a good idea to kind of pump the brakes. But there were a few good plays made out there by some guys that deserve a few uh, attaboys, and we'll get to that. Uh, Let me give you, just set the stage of the, the, the vibe of, what camp felt like. So my evening, of course, I ended at BMW at 6, 10 in the morning. Uh, came home, showered up, went straight out to Wofford, got there about 7.30. Uh, there were about five people on the hill there. Uh, Joe Person had, had tweeted this out. You know, the crowd was very light. And, and Joe's right. I mean, to be fair, it was a 90 degree at, at the time of the practice, probably 90 degrees-ish. Uh, Wednesday, middle of the week. So I would assume that by Saturday, the place will be rocking again for the night practice. But uh, part of that is winning. If you start winning games, people will start coming and looking at your product. Uh, but the people that were there were very supportive. There were some you know, great you know, folks out there that have been coming to the Spartanburg practices for years. And then they were obviously just thrilled to be back and, and watching their Panthers practice. For me personally, it was great. Um, 
and, and this is just some housekeeping here. I know you guys don't care too much about this stuff, but for me, it was important to, to catch up with some people that some of whom I've never met. Uh, Nick Carboni and I have never met. We, we worked together on several projects, but today was the first time we'd ever actually shaken hands and, and, and chatted face to face. And it was great to meet him, uh, Jim Zoki. Uh, Jim and I talked for you know 15 minutes about you know life and in and, and, and camp and what his future might hold with you know McMixon moving on <laughs> and hint um, no Jim you know wants that job but I, I don't know who's gonna get it uh, but if Jim gets it I want Jim's seat right now <laughs> I told him that today uh, got to run into a couple of the people from the media side that, that really made me happy. The first person was Darren Gant. When I showed up, Darren Gant was kind of making the rounds. And, and Darren is a uh, human interest story type of guy. So Darren's walking the hill and, and you know, chumming it up with some of the locals and, and, and getting a sense. And I, I love how Darren works. And, and Darren comes up and, and Darren and I know each other a little bit because he was on our podcast and we've talked before. And, and Darren said, all right, buddy, up there we've got you know uh, we got some snacks and your press credentials up there and back there you'll you'll be back here and I said Darren I don't I'm not fully credentialed at the moment <laughs> to see the way and, and Darren's like well why the heck not <laughs> Darren was great we talked for you know ten minutes about uh, you know the hell I grew up in Charlotte born in Pineville he's an old Charlotte cat so we uh, we've got some stories to share and hopefully I'll be seeing more of Darren. Uh, but it was good to finally kind of meet these folks that we've talked on Twitter. And that gets me to the point of, number one, the camp itself from a media perspective, it was very blended with the fans. Uh, the, the beat reporters, the, the, sort of the big five there, I guess Joe Person, Elena Getzberg, <clears throat> David Newton, um, Brett Jensen, and Steve Reed uh, sort of had some, you know, ability to move around a little more it looked like and then the the back of the end zones were sort of walled off for tv crews and camera crews for credential media now it was almost as if i could walk back there and nobody would have given a shit um but the the film i captured and the photos i captured were from the back side of the fence where the fans were and just out of respect uh the the pr folks the one in particular i'm dealing with with the panthers has been tremendous and uh it, it looks like hopefully in the next day or two, I'll, I'll get the same type of access that everybody else does. But at this point, like I've told you guys, it doesn't really matter. Okay, that's that. Here's the bigger picture as well. An actual training camp. It, it meant so much to Matt Rule. I know it did. He talked to the media afterwards about, you know, what it was like to actually, you know, get out of what was the bubble literally last year and, and live a true camp existence on a college campus. The setup was great, guys. I mean, you know, the, 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 it was very spread out, very organized. Um, the, there was, you know, music playing in the beginning, you know, with, with some salty lyrics, <laughs> my dad. So it wasn't like they were, you know, playing Musac or, or mall music. Um, you know, they were having fun, chopping it up. Um, fun to see some new faces out there. Hassan Reddick wearing number 43 and some drills. Um, but you, when you ask who stood out, I mean, here, here's what I did with my morning. I stayed in the, the bottom left corner where the, the, the cornerbacks were, were doing their drills. What I try to do when I come to camp, at least these days, is zone in on about three areas and just sort of keep hammering those areas. This year, it, well, Darnold obviously is the big one, but there's three others. The corners, 
okay? This corner group with A.J. Bouye, Dante Jackson, and of course uh, uh, the, the, the rookie Horn, who was just nothing short of impressive today in terms of physique, in terms of his attitude and his ability to, to catch on fast when it comes to you know, learning uh, little uh, tricks of the trade from his defensive back coach, Evan Cooper, who I want to talk about as well in a minute. Uh, very impressive guy. But uh, that's one area. The other area would be left tackle. I want to get a good look at that. And there wasn't much to see in seven-on-sevens there yet. Uh, when they get into the uh, full-go pads uh, deal, yeah, there's going to be a lot to be seen there. Um, and then, you know, the, the, the big, big thing that we've talked about Again, we get back to Sam Darnold, and Sam had the type of day, you know. Again, uh, on the the seven on seven stuff, you 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 can't really discern a, a lot here. It it was a lot of what we had seen last year from Joe Brady, a lot of the design, uh, dig slant, uh, you know, short, quick, flat slant combos. Not a lot of, of activity. There were a couple guys who made some big plays. Marcus Cannon, uh, Kirkwood got in on a big catch. Uh, I, I thought overall Darnold did fine. He looked fine. He, he looked happy to be out there. Uh, his personality is, is a little flatter than, than maybe Cam Newton's. <laughs> so don't expect uh, too much. But at one point he was waving the towel around trying to get the fans excited. Uh, I, I think he's really happy to be here, and I think he really relishes this opportunity. But, but I spent most of my day, and you'll see it from the pictures I've loaded in some of the videos, and you'll see more later, with the corners. And, of course, Stanley, uh, Thomas Oliver, you know, uh, Keith Taylor. There, there's some other guys in that room besides the big three. But Evan Cooper, who is a fascinating character, of course, Ed Cooper was, was given a little bit of flack in the beginning, I think, it's labeled as sort of the guy that, that recommended Bridgewater, sort of shoved it down Matt Rule's throat. Uh, Cooper is a fascinating teacher of the game. And I, I love getting within earshot of these coaches and being able to pick up on their cues and, and how they direct these guys. Just a terrific communicator. And you can see what Matt Rule sees in this young man. Um, not to mention the fact that, you know, he, he obviously commands the respect of the players. Uh, he was challenging Horn early on. He wasn't treating him like a first-round pick. He was giving him some grief once in a while over a couple of uh, you know, sloppy fundamental things that, that he corrected immediately. But what I saw with Horn what was just it, tr tremendous physical traits that just jump out. The, the arm length, the, the physique... Uh, the way he moves, the way he glides, his footwork, um, his ability when they ran sort of the one-on-ones where one corner would play the receiver and the other would play stickman coverage, he would stick uh, like glue. And obviously he's gone against some hellaciously good receivers in the SEC. Uh, that was fun to watch. It was fun to watch Evan Cooper once again uh, regurgitate some coaching points back to the entire unit. Um, at one point, Evan Cooper had said, it, it, ain't, it ain't fun, it ain't, some long lines, it ain't supposed to be fun. And I just, it, it, I, one guy I follow on Twitter a lot, Betts, um, he, he's, he's a football savant. Some people don't get his shtick. I, I love the guy. And he's into coaching now. He's, he's trying to become an up-and-coming coach. And, and Betts has always said what I believe 
to be true that, that coaching is a performance art in many ways. Uh, it, it is about understanding X's and O's, but it's also understanding how to perform in front of a group of men and capture their uh best side of their imagination, their best side of their attention, and merge all that together. And Evan Cooper, again, I'm not trying to make too much of it, but for the 20 minutes I got to spend right there, five minutes away from their drills, the opening drills at camp, good intensity, good communication, not berating his guys, encouraging them, good cohesiveness. You can see what A.J. Bouye was talking about on Sirius XM Radio uh, when he said that corner room is really well-defined and they really have good structure there in terms of uh, not only good players uh, and some good depth all of a sudden right now, but they also get along very well and they work extremely well together. <clears throat> so I think that's fantastic. Um, and, and once again, just from the uh, yeah, looking at guys like you know, McCaffrey, uh, DJ Moore. There's not a lot to discern there. They're just veterans. They show up. They do what they do. You're going to start to see those guys shine a little more coming into the next couple of days, I think, when they get into full contact, when they get into running a little more of their concepts offensively. Uh, I'm eager to see, very much eager to see DJ Moore matched up against J.C. Horn. That's going to be a nice battle. I can't wait to see some of that, especially on the vertical routes. Um, I want to see Deontay Brown at left guard doing some stuff in the run game. Uh, again, there's a there's a list of things that I'm keeping my eye on, but that is just kind of a general outline of where we're at. A um, couple guys we've talked about. Again, you, you can't really tell who did what today because from my perspective, you know, I spend most of my time zoning in on the corner group. And I think the corner group has got a lot of potential, not only the big three, but Stanley Thomas Oliver. Uh, you've also got the rookie Taylor, who I think has tremendous upside. Miles Hartsfield, who can play just about any position offensively, defensively, it seems. Um, yeah, it's an interesting group. Uh, my brother James came out, uh, and he's got, got a bit of football knowledge himself, and he was fascinated with some of the DBs. Uh, this JT Ibi, I believe his name is, this kid from South Carolina. A little undersized, got a little Bob Sanders in him, but uh, you know, my brother was, was interested to kind of track his progress throughout camp as well. James is going to help me out a little bit throughout camp here as sort of a right-hand man and, and give me an extra set of eyes and, and maybe even do a little writing and, and potting with us as well. But um, overall, guys, here's the takeaway from today's camp. First day, great atmosphere, great to be back in Spartanburg again. The crowd was light. I expected that on a hot, humid day in the middle of the week. But um, it, it's not like they're rolling in a team that has been on the cusp of NFC championships for the past five years. It's a team that's very much struggling, and, and this upstate community has sort of lost their uh, identity touch with that team. I mean, people tune out when you suck. So let's put on a show here. Let's see if this, this group can put on a, a good, solid camp that inspires some confidence as uh, they move forward to the New York Jets game coming up week one. Thanks for tuning in, folks. John Ellis here from uh, One Panther Place and the Roar podcast right here on Blue Wire. Going to do another one of these, of course, tomorrow after we get done with another great day at camp. I'll be there first thing in the morning. Uh, I will be at work tonight, so there's a likelihood I won't be talking to you too much between the hours of, say, 6 o'clock 
and uh, midnight I'll check in though once in a while and then after midnight maybe I'll get a little free time to check in and post a few more pictures and videos uh, I'm having an issue with getting these pictures and videos converted from a Sony camera to an Apple uh, MacBook Pro um, if you're smart uh, text me or DM me and let me know the best way to do that because the uh, the way I'm trying to do it ain't working. I'm having to do it in a very cumbersome way. I digress, though. We had a great day at camp. Hope to see you guys out there. Listen, I, I ran into a few of you guys. Owen Watterson from uh, Clemson SI, um, our good friends uh, from one of the Panthers' uh, YouTube podcasts, uh, came up and said, hey, and there was a few folks on Twitter were saying, hey, were you in the orange shirt down there? I said, yes, sir. That's me. Y'all come up and say, and talk. I mean, I'm, I'm look like a, a damn maniac. I'm sure out there working. I've got a Sony camera around my neck. I've got a notepad in my hand. I've got you know sweat dripping down my <laughs> the back of my the, the back of my shirt and, and 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 my face and my brow and everywhere. But it's a grind, and I love it. And I'm so glad that we're doing this again. It, it, it's great to be back doing a traditional camp in front of fans. We're we're, we're even you know media like me who you know, doesn't always get the credentials they deserve gets in on the action and gets some good vantage points john ellis from blue wire here we'll see you tomorrow guys have a great night and uh keep pounding whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.